Hey, welcome to the Pretty AF Podcast. I'm Asli Maslow, a brand coach, speaker, author, marketer, and the founder of Pretty AF and the Babble Boutique. I help entrepreneurs going from living paycheck to paycheck in a job they hate to thriving in a career and life they love. This is your place to learn from me and other entrepreneurs that are Pretty AF inside and out. We get into how to create income doing what you love while finding balance between your wellness, beauty, travel, and philanthropy. If you're ready to get inspired and have actionable steps to build the life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. I don't even see it as being indecisive. You just have so much passion to Mm -hmm. do multiple things. Yeah. And even in this day and age, if you want to be successful and however you define success, I don't necessarily think it as having, oh, I need want to have a lot of money, but there's a lot of things that I want to do out there in the world and money is an avenue to it. So you have to be multifaceted. If you know any multimillionaire or billionaire, they don't have their hand in just one pot. Right. They're doing multiple things. So I'm like, hey, I like to do multiple things. Call me crazy, but hey, I don't, <laughs> I'm a square. I don't fit in a circle. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty AF Podcast. My name's Asli Maslow, and I'm your host. And that clip was from today's guest, Melissa Smith. Melissa is a ontological life coach, a full-time teacher, a business owner, and a mom. In this episode, we chat about how she knew she had to pivot her business because of something legal that happened and how she kind of dealt with that. She also talks a lot about her brand and why she thinks it's so important to stay true to your brand, which I can't agree with more. I met Melissa through my friend Cynthia, who's on episode number 10 on this podcast. Her episode is called The Creativity Journey quitting your day job and following your dreams without the hustle. So if you haven't listened to that one, be sure to go back and listen after you listen to this episode. And without further ado, let's get into it. I always start with, I am mother. So I'm a mom of two boys, Tristan and Cameron. And I am a grandmother to Kalia. And a lot of people go, oh my gosh, you're a grandma. (laughs) Yes, I'm a grandma. My oldest is 26 and I am a teacher. I am a businesswoman and I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. I do my best to balance them the best way I can, but I am grateful and thankful for where I'm at today in my journey and I'm excited about what's to come for myself. I just can't narrow it down to just (laughs) one lane because there's so many different lanes I have. And then I totally just forgot to mention I am fiance. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, it was totally our, actually our, we had planned our, I got engaged last year in November, November 11th to be exact. And so we planned our wedding for being 10, 10, 20. I just, oh, I loved the numbers. <laughs> they just kind of rolled and you just can't forget 10, mm-hmm. 10, 20 because 10 plus 10 equals 20, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then COVID happened in the midst of our planning and slowed everything down. And then with me being considered high risk because of my asthma and then being an African-American woman on top of that, I didn't want to do any type of gatherings or anything. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's just put it on hold and we'll plan it for next year and see what happens. But weather 
you know, we get back to some kind of normal or not, we're going to get married next year in October, October 30th. Doesn't sound as pretty as 10, 10, 20, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I'm really super excited. That's exciting. I love that you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur because that's what I consider myself because I'm very indecisive and I want to do all the things so (laughs) yeah well the thing is I don't even see it as being indecisive you just have so much passion to Mm -hmm. do multiple things yeah and even in this day and age if you want to be successful and however you define success I don't necessarily see it as having oh I need want to have a lot of money but there's a lot of things that I want to do out there in the world and money is an avenue to it so you have to be multifaceted if you know any multimillionaire or billionaire they don't have their hand in just one pot right they're doing multiple things so I'm like hey I like to do multiple things call me crazy but hey I don't I'm a square I don't fit in a circle yeah yeah nothing scares me more than when I hear people that their whole business is one thing especially when they're like in an MLM or something like that and I'm like if they close down like (laughs) you're done like yeah, you have, you have to diversify, and it's just like, and I used to always be like, gosh, mom, like, I always have all these ideas, and she's like, get a journal, write it down, and so I have, like, probably, like, nine different journals, <laughs> no lie, I have one, one sitting on top of my desk right now, one in my little filing bucket over here, <laughs> I just, I have <laughs> so many journals that I write in, but, I mean, it's good, it's it's powerful when you write things so mm-hmm. you're super intentional about it and so when she start telling me to do that write your ideas down just don't hold them up in your head start doing that at a really really young age so yeah yeah I my mom told me the same thing so I'm the oh, same. Wow. <laughs> we have some stuff in common here <laughs> we got multiple passions we have you know moms tell us to write in journals I love it I'm loving this already yeah <laughs> So one of your businesses is called Aspire to Fly. Yes. And I love the name of it. So can you tell us the meaning behind it and a little more about that business? Yeah, absolutely. So initially, Aspire to Fly started off as my coaching business. If you, I don't know if you've seen my logo, but it's a firefly being released from a jar. Mm-hmm. That's a part of it. And Aspire means, for me, it's like the hope And then I intentionally, people are like, oh, like you were just trying to do like a little like different and put a number two for instead of T.O. And I was like, actually, no, I really meant number two. (laughs) And they were like, well, what? I said, because when it first started off as me doing coaching, it's me in partnership with somebody else. Mm. And so it's my hope into supporting them and vice versa. I mean, it's, it's also supporting me as a growth as a coach. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the number two came from. Hmm. And then fly is to extend to that next level, whatever that next may be. And so now Aspire to Fly is not my coaching business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've kind of moved it um, into strictly, I, I um, launched a, an inspirational wear line about a little over a year ago and made it a part of my coaching business. And then what happened as I finally was like, okay, I need to get my business trademarked. Like, it's time. Yeah. It's like six, seven years have had passed since I had been using it. 
But as I hired my lawyer and went through the process, and you know you have to go do this search, mm-hmm. you know, nationally, and there was another Aspire to Fly, but they were Aspire TO Fly, and it was a consulting company, mm. and their services were pretty similar as mine, and so there was going to be a very high chance that I was going to get pushback on keeping that name from my coaching, but for my inspirational wear line, it was perfect, and mm. they said, hey, you're going to, you know, it was good news, bad news, <laughs> bad news was first, not going to work for your coaching. <laughs> Good news, it's going to work for your clothing line. So I said, you know what, I'm okay with that. Hmm. I said, because I can separate my coaching and just brand myself as just Melissa, as, you know, certified life coach. I mean, because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And then go ahead and just brand my um, clothing line as Aspire to Fly. And the beautiful thing is the meaning still fits because I'm still... Jill, it's about inspirational, motivational, empowering messages. And I'm always part of my, you know, when I talk about my business and like inspire yourself and inspire others. Mm. So it's always more than just yourself. So that number two still sticks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that kind of pushed you into focusing more on your personal brand because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm all about is personal branding because I feel like that allows you to do the different things and have multiple passions and absolutely make it all make sense (laughs) yeah no it was and I was like so it was in a sense it was a blessing in disguise but at the same time yeah it was disappointing because Mm -hmm. you know that was how I started off as but it's a part of my journey part of my story it's a learning process and I'm okay with that yeah okay and I think that's a good tip too to work with a lawyer and get your names trademarked because absolutely (laughs) and that was because I was talking to another business friend and I said don't wait I said don't wait because if you wait that name might not be there for you so Mm -hmm. move on it when you can and I understand it's a it's a um process that you know it doesn't just cost two dollars to do yeah but it's totally worth the investment Mm -hmm. you know so it's just like however you can do it I mean start putting a little jar aside and throw your pennies whatever it is (laughs) but be intentional about it if you're intentional about it you can make it happen and so yeah I wish I would have did it a little earlier but I'm okay with where I'm at today with it yeah um, so as far as your coaching goes, I know you're a, I'm probably going to butcher this word. Ontological? <laughs> <Ontological>? Yes. <laughs> Coach. Yes. Um, so what is that? Yes. So basically when the program that I went through was called accomplishment coaching and they had an ontological focus. So ontological, an ontological coach is it's not about telling people what to do. It's being a person that you're holding up a mirror, you're guiding and supporting them as to seeing what is missing for them and what can be. So you're showing them what is possible for their lives. So it's, it's I like how, like kind of almost like how I like to say in teaching you're the guide by the side. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with being an ontological coach. It's about a way of being. And so sometimes it's interesting for me because I see people say, I'm a coach. And I'm like, 
keep telling them what to do. <laughs> and they have the answers inside of them. It's mm-hmm. just your job to ask the powerful questions and pull it out. But that means you have to be present to what is for them and really be able to support and ask the right questions and the powerful questions that get them to that, oh, that right there, aha. Mm-hmm. So that's really what being an ontological coach is. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that term, but I can see how that could be a lot more powerful and impactful for someone to come to a conclusion on their own versus hearing it doesn't really hit the same. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, because they're doing the work and they're they're going through the process Mm -hmm. and you're there to support them and guide them and just get it up out of them what it is that they couldn't see sometimes we we're blind we have a blind side you know Mm -hmm. and it's like and we don't even know it sometimes that somebody points it out or asks that that right question and you're like whoa wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) that right there okay I get that so who are your favorite kind of people to work with as a coach you know I don't say favorite because I think there are everybody has a uniqueness about them Mm -hmm. and so I I don't know how to even even say it because everybody is not necessary for me or me for them right you know and so it's always I always kind of like to do what I say a complimentary session Mm -hmm. where it's kind of me getting to know them and them getting to know me to see whether they're a good fit for me so I mean I've coached women I've coached men I coached teens (laughs) and so I don't really have one lane I'm really all about just really about people their purpose their passion and helping them rediscover that Mm -hmm. and or discover it because a lot of times I get people that are at a crossroads in their life and they're just like I don't know who I am (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I had this kid or I had these children and, oh my gosh, or, well, I used to like doing that, but I don't know if that's it right now. I don't know if that's it anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've worked with a lot of people who are rediscovering their mm-hmm. passion and their purpose. Okay. I feel like that was me like a couple years ago. I could have used mm-hmm. you. <laughs> it happens. We all go through it. Like, oh my gosh, like you start wondering is this where I want to want to, is this what I want to do? Is this where I want to go? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Sometimes people see it as negative, but I just think as we grow in life and we're exposed to more, we change, we're changing yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes our directions change. That's okay. Sometimes we just need a little support and guidance. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So something you mentioned is only really being able to work with people that are coachable Yes. So what does that mean to you and how can you tell someone is coachable? Well, part of that initial process that I told you about, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to know the person, sometimes when you have people that are just kind of, they have to be open. Yeah. You I guess openness, really. And you can tell if somebody is open, you can tell by their energy, you can tell by their responses if they're they're in a survival type of mechanism where they don't mm-hmm. even realize that's how they operate and you can you know well would you be open to doing this or can I invite you to do this you know it's always an invitation and a lot of times it could be someone that's like well I don't know 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe. I mean, that's okay. That's where you are. But if you're not willing to take a risk to step outside of your comfort zone, there's a possibility that coaching may not work for you immediately up front. It's mm-hmm. just going to be a long process. But the person has to go get to the point to acknowledge or to be open to saying, I'm open to what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it might be scary. I don't know, but I'm willing to just take the risk and jump. Yeah, I think that kind of mindset shift of just investing in yourself and like understanding that in the value in that, because until you've done that and like seen changes, like positive changes from that, it can be really hard to say yes to something like that when it's so unknown right. <laughs> absolutely and sometimes those people people like that have to take baby steps mm-hmm. so like you said that self-investment first so maybe it might be just like getting a book yeah <laughs> starting with the book you know it's just baby steps in the journey for them it's like hey let me invite you to do this mm-hmm. you don't have to but maybe this will be a good way for you to start you know and sometimes it might work sometimes yeah. it's not you know or it might take somebody to come back around and go hey you know, I remember you recommended that book for me. Mm. Well, I actually read it, and I thought, you know, X, Y, and Z. You mm. know, I think I'm ready. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's go. Let's see. You know, and then you just go from there. But yeah, people have to be coachable. Mm-hmm. They're not coachable. They're gonna hit a brick wall each yeah. time. You know. So. I think that's an important point too about how it's a process that they might have to read a book first or take different steps before they're ready for coaching because I do free one-on-one brand coaching calls too and a lot of people aren't ready in that moment to invest in coaching for whatever reason and but to me I know that eventually they will be and when they are they're going to come back to me because (laughs) I already helped them (laughs) they will they might be like oh well let me go watch your video on YouTube (laughs) what is she saying today okay let me write that down (laughs) and then all of a sudden they're like I need her like in person to individualize this for me yeah (laughs) absolutely yes so you also mentioned a little bit about the program that you took and I know that it is a ICF accredited program Yes, can accomplishment you, coaching. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and like why sure. that matters? So usually when a program is um, accredited through ICF, they're more reputable. And I'm saying that because ICF holds you to guidelines and standards mm-hmm. of ethics and to ensure that you're doing your work with quality. Mm-hmm. And so... Accomplishments coaching is a 12, uh, 12 month, not a 12 years, about to say 12 years. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that would be really long. <laughs> 12 month intensive program. And I've heard people say, yeah, I took a course online and in four weeks, I'm a life coach. Yeah. It's like, wow. And I'm like, what work have you done? Mm-hmm. And so they make us really do our work. 
And so I had, while I went through the program, I had my own personal coach. So I was being coached because we had to deal with our own stuff before we were like, okay, yeah, let's support others, Mm. you know? And some people are out there coaching, they haven't even done their own work. So being accredited, you're held to a higher standard. And then there is the advantage and benefit of if you'd like to get continuous professional development and or get credit for being certified at different levels. So they have like an associate associate certified level, a professional certified level, and a master certified level. And so, I mean, you have that option to do that. You don't have to, because for me, the program I went to, I'm certified, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But if I want to just be like, oh, let me add some more alphabet soup, because that's what I really call it. I mean, <laughs> it's like in education, I mean, I got, you know, all these degrees, but it's really about the quality person and who you are. Yeah. So, but that is the benefit of being under a program that is ICF and that is accredited. Is ICF specific to life coaching or does it cover other coachings as well? It's, it's, it's life coaching, but I think it's very, ICF is broad. So I think it could be, because I know accomplishment coaching is a leadership coaching mm-hmm. program. So they cover the gamut. So it's just not life coaching, it could be business coaching because people can go through a program and they decide what's my niche. What do I want to be? What kind of coach do I want to be? Right, And they can just say, life coach, or I'm a business coach, I'm a corporate coach. Mm. So it's not really that, it's coach, really, is the really focus of any type of coaches that are going to go out there and support others okay. in any capacity. And so there's there's quite a few programs. I'm not, I can't name them off the top. I'm just familiar with the program I went through, <laughs> but that are, you know, are accredited. So it's really good when you do have a coach that has gone to a through a program that has been accredited Mm -hmm. because you know they put in the work they didn't just go look at an online course and call themselves a coach in four weeks a free udemy course (laughs) (laughs) udemy (laughs) so one thing that you mentioned that i think is really important is that you're coaching on things and that you've actually been through yourself and you're coming from a place of coming out of like something hard and you've actually made it through it and I feel like that's so important because I feel like every struggle and like trauma that we've been through in life is meant to allow us to help others but you can't do that until you've done the work yourself and I feel like you can tell when if you're trying to talk about it and like help others with it and you get emotional then you haven't done the work (laughs) no no you have not (laughs) so right oh my gosh couldn't even imagine myself breaking down and getting emotional like wait aren't I paying you (laughs) right (laughs) why are you crying shouldn't I be the one crying here (laughs) yes so it's so true and I mean for me personally my kind of my crossroads and how I became a coach was interesting because I wasn't really looking to become a coach you know I've always Mm -hmm. been naturally the type of person that would like to motivate and empower people and you know you can do it you got this and giving words of encouragement and I had gone through a divorce I had got adult onset asthma I got plantar fasciitis I had gained like a ton of weight And I got to a point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what can I do? 
So I started looking at universal laws. Then I started seeing, you know, different coaches and different, you know, books. I started reading different things. And then I hired myself a personal trainer and I started doing my work. I started on my own doing my work. And in that process, I had also hired, I did, I hired a coach very short term because I was like, well, let me see what this, you know, maybe they can help me out, you know? I was curious. I've never done it before. I just was like, let's do this. So I had a trainer and then I had a coach. And so my trainer said to me, hey, Melissa, have you ever thought about being a life coach? I was like, hmm. No, I haven't. <laughs> Thanks. And then at my final coaching session, now this is all in a three-day period, back to back to back. Oh wow! My coach said, "You know, Melissa, I'm questioning if I even really helped you." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" He goes, "Well, have you ever thought about becoming a life coach?" And I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Somebody just asked me this like just the other day." <laughs> and I was like. No, but you know, someone, my trainer had mentioned it to me, but no, I really haven't thought about it. And then my mom the next day says, Melissa, you should really look into being a life coach. I was like, oh my gosh, that was three. And for some reason, three is such a significant number to me. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. And for me, like three, it's just a number that just for me signifies, oh, maybe that's a sign. You should pay attention. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me look up this life coaching thing. So <laughs> I happened to log on to Ashley. I log on to Facebook and a girl that I went to middle school with was saying, I just graduated from accomplishment coaching program. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the first post I'm seeing. Are you kidding me? Wow. So I messaged her. I said, hey, you know, you, I noticed congratulations on graduating from your coaching program. I was really curious about it because I'm looking into life coaching. She goes, hey, we have observations. Why don't you come? Uh, it's like in like two more weeks and you can come on a Saturday and you can sit in for free and watch the program. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I like called my mom so she was like the last one. I was like, hey, you want to go with me and go check this out? She was like, sure. And it was like, we got to sit there for three hours and watch it. And inside hmm. of me, like, just, I knew I was sitting in the right place. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I don't think I, like, I went through all these steps. And I'm sitting here. This is going to work. And it, and it worked. It worked itself out. Yeah. I signed up that day. I started their new program that following month and went through it and, one of the best decisions ever. Like, I never thought life coach, but here I am and I'm happy with the process. I'm happy that I got there, arrived, and I'm still growing in it, you know, it's Mm -hmm. daily, but I absolutely love it. I love being able to support people for them to get to their necks and to see their own greatness, you know? and what's possible for them so it's a blessing yeah that's actually one of the reasons I started this podcast because I feel like there's so many women that have so many great things about them and they either don't make it super obvious to the world 
But, like, once you become friends with them, you're like, oh, my God, there's so many amazing things about you. Like, why don't you share this? So. (laughs) Absolutely. And, I mean, even I still had to do work after I became a coach because I was, like, I wasn't sharing that I was a coach. And it was so Mm -hmm. funny because I came across maybe two, three days ago. It was, like, my fifth year social media anniversary. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is when I did that bold, like, here I am on Facebook. I'm telling the world that I am a coach. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was it was just it was pretty neat because at the same time I was like, wow, it's, it's not aspire to fly coaching anymore. It's just aspire to fly. But mm-hmm. it was a, a good reflection because I see how far I've come. Yeah. So something else that you've talked about is staying true to your brand. And you said that people have wanted you to do things like create shirts that you didn't feel like matched your brand, but they wanted you to do it because it was maybe trending. But why do you think it's important to say no to things that don't match who you are because I believe in what I do and for me to jump on something just because it might make some quick fast money that's that's not who I am mm-hmm. all money's not good money especially if it's like you're selling yourself out to get it and that's how I feel in a way yeah it's like oh something happens with some celebrity and then all of a sudden there's entanglement <laughs> You know, <laughs> you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, you see people making t-shirts with entanglement. And so I'm like, well, Melissa, you should do that. And I'm like, no, that doesn't match my my brand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is that uplifting anybody? Right. You know, I'm like, what's the message? I said, that doesn't match with who I am and what I want to give to the world and to people. That's not uplifting. Entanglement, mm-hmm. especially the premise around it. You know, it's <laughs> it's a messy situation. That's what it is. So why would I do that? And I was like, no, I'm okay. Well, you'd make money. Yeah, I probably would. But it just doesn't match. It's not who I am. It's not what my brand is. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna just stay in. I'm staying in my lane. I'm gonna stay in the inspirational lane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I feel like with a lot of the stuff that's like, well, you can make money really quickly, but it doesn't match who you are. I feel like long term you make less money because it messes up your brand. Absolutely. It does. No, that's why I'm like, all money's not good money. Yeah, Yeah. you make a quick buck and then I'm like, oh, yay. And then it's not entanglement. It's, what is it, WAP or something like that now? (laughs) 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 It switches constantly. And I'm like, no, I'm looking longevity. I'm looking long term. (laughs) Are people really putting that on t shirts (laughs) Yes, they are. I've seen all kinds of things and I'm like, Really? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I mean, they they create their own app for what the acronym means. I mean, I'm just like, no, I'm okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay with inspirational, uplifting, empowering messages. I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon. You don't think I'm that's inspiring? <laughs> so yeah, stay true to your brand and who you are, no matter what. <laughs> anybody has to say don't don't do it for a quick bet yeah that that comes and goes mm-hmm. so I think one thing that's interesting 
about you is along with being a coach, having your inspirational um, clothing company, being a fiance, being a mom, a grandma, you're also a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like, well, I don't feel like, I know this year is crazy and different from anything before. So how are you handling it? And do you have any tips for other teachers or students? Really, when it really gets down to it, it's like, give yourself some grace. Mm -hmm. It's not even about the academic portion. It's about really being kind to yourself and being kind to your students, giving everybody grace, because we're under a huge amount of stress. And teachers we are so undervalued in this country mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like throw the teachers back in there you think god to teach the children i'm like wait you're closing down the bars no movies no restaurants wait the gyms but oh but send the teachers into the schools with the kids kids can't get it like what? <laughs> wait what teachers have family teachers and people children are valuable we want to see them grow up and have a future (laughs) grace and not being overwhelmed by the the noise of the world but doing what you know is right and so I know I'm super blessed because my district well I'm actually at a charter school and we're our own district but we follow what a very large district does which is San Diego Unified District went into collaboration with LA Unified District and was like, hey, nope, not safe. We're not going back. And I was like, ooh, they said that. There's a big possibility we're following along and we did. Mm. So that was super huge for us. And my boss, bless her heart, she was just like, it's not safe for us. And I'm at a Title I school where we have mostly black and brown kids. Those are the highest risk population right now. Those are the people that are dying of COVID rapidly besides elderly people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was stressful of like, wow, like, am I going to be going back into the classroom? Yeah. And now that I know, okay, we're not, now it's starting a year super differently. Mm -hmm. Not being able to make the in-person connections. And so I'm like, me, I'm all about empowering my kiddos, letting them know how great they are, that the sky is not the limit, that they mm-hmm. can do and be anything they want in their life. And I'm like, well, so you still can do that. You can still do it because that's who you are. <laughs> and you can deliver that through teaching online. Mm-hmm. Me, will it take a little longer? Yes. For me to get to know my students? Yes. But I'm always willing to put in the investment and take the time to build community and rapport with my students and family. And so I think doing that is essential for educators. Academics, they're going to come along and happen, but mm-hmm. that emotional piece yeah. is critical because if you're you know, you're fearful or you don't know people's living situations, you don't know if they have what they need, the materials or food, whatever it may be, but you got to meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. So I'm about saying to teachers, meet your students where they're at, meet them where they're at, and then go from there, get to know them, build a rapport with them and their families, let them know you truly care about them. 
Yeah. Everything else will naturally unfold. I feel like because of your experience as a life coach, like your kids probably get a lot of extra like pep and cheer <laughs> motivation <laughs> they do. you see i created a declaration and i have other families saying is that a school thing and i'm like um no i just made that up for my students <laughs> and i'll have students our our school is tk through eight i would have students from the eighth grade come to me and say i still remember the declaration i say it and i'm just like oh. i'm like oh my gosh you know that just oh my gosh that just fills me up that I'm like wow they still that stayed with them all those years I'm like that's amazing so I'm like if I can just plant the seeds and people come along and water them yeah hey I've done my job I've done my job so my kids do get a little extra and parent teacher conferences are always get really interesting because I end up coaching the parents (laughs) I'm like, why? And I'm like, in my head, I'm going, why are they telling me all this stuff? And then I'm like, well, let me support you. Let me, you know, you know, this is always so interesting. So they do get a little extra from me. <laughs> Even my colleagues, they try to say, well, you know, Melissa, what do you think about? <laughs> and I'm just like, uh huh, trying to get some free information, huh? <laughs> I'll just joke around. I'm like, you know, that usually costs $700. <laughs> Send you a bill. <laughs> but yeah, I have fun with it and I, I love what I do. Awesome. So one of the things that makes Pretty AF kind of different is that I focus on not just being pretty on the outside, but also in on the inside. So part of that is being philanthropic. And I feel like just being a teacher and being a coach is a form of giving back, but in what other ways do you feel like you give back and why do you think that's important? Well, I have a really (laughs) long history of being in service and it's normally been my career path. I started in the nonprofit industry where I worked with pregnant and parenting uh, teens. I worked with foster youth, I worked with juvenile, uh, youth, I worked with high risk youth. So all of those are considered high risk. I just, <laughs> I just went backwards. <laughs> you got the point. All the but I've always was driven on how I could support more and do more for them to see their greatness. And that was actually when I decided, well, it was really with my oldest why I made a career change and from being in the nonprofit arena and start going to school for education because I start working with a group of students that were non-diploma bound. And they would come into our center and I would support them and the teacher would say, how do you get them to do this? I can't even get them to do that. And I was like, hmm, wow, okay, (laughs) that's interesting. And you know, I decided to go back and take longer in school and get a dual credential and change my master's and from education to special education so I could further support. So I know usually when we think of like philanthropy, it's like, you know, I'm giving up my time for free or Mm -hmm. not for a dollar amount. So the things that I'm talking about are usually dollar amounts because they were my jobs. However, I've always went over and beyond 
So even like with my teaching, I create after school programs where students never heard about a book club and I'm like, okay, let's make it fun. Let's do a digital book club. I write Target, get a grant, get iPads. I get books, digital books, and I stay after school on my own time. And I sit with them and their families and we read and we make reading fun. And so I always try to do the extra steps beyond of what my job, career, or whatever it is that was paying me to give a little bit more of myself. So I've always done that just across my career path, whether it was when I was in the nonprofit arena and I would go, you know, volunteer and do outreach and sit at a booth and, you know, give information to people to help them, you know, have better health for themselves or or giving clothes or donating clothes. So I don't have just a one thing. Mm -hmm. I just always have my kind of hands in all different types of little things and supporting people to just have better access, Mm -hmm. better access to whether it's services or things that will just enhance their life. And I don't know if I really answered that question for you. (laughs) A little all over the place, but. (laughs) So it sounds like you do a lot of different things to go the extra mile to help other people see what's out there and see their potential. So what makes you want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I know that sounds funny. I don't know because the reason why I said that, because to me, it's just, it's naturally a part of who I am. Yeah. I, that's why I'm like, I don't have a definitive answer for that. I yeah. just always want to. I'm like, oh gosh, how can I help them? How can I support them? What can I do? <laughs> and, and, and I just do it. So I'm just driven by a force to be able to, I wanted to see everybody win in mm-hmm. some way, form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my answer. That's my answer. And, 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 you know, I'm not trying to search for a perfect answer because there's no such thing as perfect, but this is naturally a, who I am. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm always for the underdog. Yeah. I always, I'm always rooting for the underdog. That's just who I am. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> well, what are your top pretty AF tips? So the first one I want to ask you about is your top pretty AF tip for business. Don't compare yourself to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Comparison-itis is a disease. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. When we compare, we all have our own journeys. So if I look over and I go, oh, gosh, look at them and their business. They're moving so fast. Oh, my gosh, I'm not. I'm just, I'm still here. But you're, I'm moving along slower, but I want to be where they're at. Yeah. Well, when we get so focused on what others are doing, we lose focus and sight about what our goal is and what we're trying to achieve and then we get stuck in a rut and then all of a sudden you're like depressed and like well I don't want to do this anymore and then you're like I quit Mm -hmm. so don't compare yourself your journey is your journey you are where you're supposed to be if someone catches themselves comparing to someone else do you have any tips for them to like snap out of it what's going right for you mm. focus on your wins whether it's micro or macro so I'm always celebrating the small stuff like I'm always getting pumped, like yeah 
I got an interview. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I got 3K followers on my Instagram. <laughs> That was today, actually. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you know, I celebrate those things. If you do that, you'll appreciate your journey more. Mm-hmm. So you got to be in, in gratitude. You got to be present to what is and what you're doing and celebrate as you move along. Just don't wait. Well, when I, you know, when I reach 20,000, I'll celebrate. <laughs> No, <laughs> because all you're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's taking so long. I've, well, they got to 15. Yeah. I, I've been on Instagram longer. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> What's wrong? Yeah, then you're all down this rabbit hole. Don't do that. Seller, I don't care if you get five follows, two follows, one like, zero likes. <laughs> People are always watching. Just mm-hmm. know, just keep doing the work. Keep moving forward. Doesn't matter, like I've said before, I've been doing my Aspire to Fly for oh, what, six, seven years. My clothing line, a little over a year. I've been on Instagram five years. Literally, I had 300 followers in June. No lie. Wow. 300 followers. And, well, well, 362, okay. I had a little more than 300. <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> and what happened for me was this, because I would go through being super, super consistent with my social media and everything, and then I was like, gosh, this, I can't just be on here all the time. It's such a time waster. Why do I got to do that? Why do I got to do this? I was really fighting against myself here, you know? Mm-hmm. And really, I'm going to thank COVID for a second. <laughs> Because to me, it got to the point of, Melissa, life or death? <laughs> what do you choose? You have your business. Many There's people that don't. Mm-hmm. You might have pressed the pause button. I might have pressed the pause button, but I never quit. Yeah. I've always moved forward at some capacity. And so get out of your way. Get super intentional. Get consistent and stop saying, oh, I don't want it on Instagram and doing that just do it and when I did it oh my gosh I mean from June up until now I'm I'm celebrating 3,000 that's times 10 yeah how'd you do that I just I got super intentional and I just start engaging Mm -hmm. everywhere every group every I was just Hi, I'm Melissa, owner of Aspire to Fly. <laughs> Inspire yourself with others, you know? And I was just like, I just start, whenever I had opportunity, I would talk about my business. Hmm. And before I knew it, I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute, what? It's just growing at a rapid pace. Awesome. And I'm thankful for that. And I, did, and I shared that story, you know, in a post the other day. I'm like, You're, you are where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow at that point because there was a there was a reason I still had something else to do in my process, mm. and that's fine. And I accept that, and I'm okay with it because now I feel like I'm ready for it. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know we're always a work in progress. Even though I am a life coach, I still get coached. Right, <laughs> I gotta get my cup filled. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to, there's gotta be somebody else that can be in my ear saying, Hey, Melissa, 
well, what else is it that you can do? Mm-hmm. Is that really it? Are you really, are you really pushing yourself? Because even just doing this interview, I was like, oh my gosh. I said yes to that. Oh my gosh. I'm so nervous. But okay, you're out of your comfort zone, but that's okay. This is part of your next. Mm. And so me doing this, I'm like, it's such an amazing, great opportunity because I'm like, this is part of my journey and this is part of my growth as being an entrepreneur and a woman and being able to be in leadership and to be out in the forefront and being okay with it. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. So then I have two other best tips that I want to hear from you. The next one is your best beauty tip. Oh my gosh. I thought about my grandmother on that one. And God rest her soul, she's no longer with us. But she would always say, pretty is, it's pretty does. And for me, that meant it's an inside out thing. Mm. It's not from outside in. So your attitude determines your altitude. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That energy you have that is inside of you that illuminates, that is a presence that comes from inside out. And so that is a beauty in itself. Mm -hmm. And when you have that energy and you have that type of presence, people will draw to you. Not because of, oh, oh oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Like look at that long luscious hair or those beautiful eyes or whatever. No, that's not it. That's not what they're being drawn to. They're being drawn to what's in you, who Mm -hmm. you are. And that to me is beauty. So what is your best life tip? (laughs) Best life tip? (laughs) I Okay, yeah, I got this one. You know why? And I'm not trying to take us down, but in a three-week period, I experienced four deaths. My grandfather passed away, and my son's grandfather passed away in the same day. It's crazy. The following week, seven days to that day, my son's close friend, mother, who I had just talked to, passed away from COVID. And then literally the following week, I got news that one of my friends lost her battle with cancer. Huge emotional roller coaster. And by the time I was like number three, I was like, okay, Lord, usually things happen in three. So there's no more, there's no more. And then when I got number four, I was like, I don't have any words at this point. Yeah. But my words about life is tomorrow's not present. Be thankful, be grateful for your relationships. Don't take anything for granted. Love, acknowledge people, tell them you appreciate them. And don't deal with, I call it (laughs) petty-ish. It's not worth it. Why? Why spend the time and energy on that? Celebrate what is, be present to now. So that's my my life tip. that's That's what space I'm in right now. I got goosebumps as you were talking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you're amazing. I love everything that you've shared. And I feel like you're like, I don't know, like someone I would hang out with. I know you're you're one of my friend's friends. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would love, I, she's, oh, I love her. I love her. We went to high school together. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my, I felt so honored that she even thought of me. 
And, you know, what she said to me was like, Melissa, when you first started out and you coached me, it was life changing. And I was like, wow, (laughs) you just never know. Like that was years ago. And I'm like, wow, she still thought about me. And that just, that just like filled my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, you just never know. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we said her name, but it's Cynthia that we're talking about. I did a previous episode with her, so I'll link to that in the show notes. (laughs) Oh, I want to listen. (laughs) She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Such an amazing soul. Um, So how can people find you, work with you, take advantage of that call you're talking about? Well, the best way to reach me Bob so used to giving out a website I can't give out a website they'll just find clothes there (laughs) but they can email me at aspire to fly that's a-s-p-i-r-e number two fly and then the number one at gmail.com that would be the best way because now that I'm in teaching mode I don't answer my phone very often So email for sure if they want to catch me on Instagram and message me, uh, they can find me at aspire to fly And yeah, I will totally, I would get back to them and we can go from there, whether it's coaching or they want an inspirational shirt, hoodie, <laughs> mug, <laughs> whatever it is, I, I'll, I'll be more than happy to speak with them. Awesome. So is there any last minute tips or advice or anything you wanted to share that you didn't get to? Really, though, this last minute thing that I just probably I want to share and I probably said it already, but I'm just in such in the space of just acknowledging and I just want to acknowledge you for having this platform. Thank you. And interviewing amazing women from diverse backgrounds to make powerful changes for other women that Mm -hmm. may not know that they have that same power in them yeah and that they can do whatever it is that they want so thank you well no one's ever said that so thanks (laughs) so the last question that i ask every guest and you kind of answered it a little before, but I'll ask you anyways. Okay. <laughs> what does being pretty AF mean to you? <laughs> you know, I think I kind of did, but I'll, I'll put a little different spin on it. <laughs> I have this t-shirt that says vibes don't lie, right? And so to me, it's all about that energy. It's mm-hmm. about that sparkle that we have inside. It's about that light. So being pretty AF (laughs) I like saying that (laughs) I'm gonna say it again (laughs) being pretty AF is having that sparkle that shimmer that energy that just if you step into a room everybody feels your presence Mm -hmm. and it's because it's the presence of love it's the presence of kindness it's that presence of just positivity. And to me, that's what pretty AF means. I hope you love this episode as much as I did. And a big thank you to Melissa for 
coming on and sharing so much with us. Please go check her out, follow her, um, reach out to her if you're interested in working with her. And thank you for listening and taking this time for yourself. I think this is a really impactful episode, especially right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you for taking this time for yourself to get one step closer to a life you love. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you left me a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening on, tell me what you want to hear more of or your favorite parts of the episode. Until next time, I'm Ozzy Maslow. Lots of love. And don't forget, you're pretty AF.